Yo, yo, what up, everybody? It's your man, Jeff Free from gradio.ca. It's Sunday night at Shambhala, and we're in the VIP lounge. My next guest is Marty Carter. Marty Carter is a guy who's been at Shambhala for so long. I think he's performed at almost every festival since his inception. Right, he is the Sham OG, the OSG, the OSG that I think I've ever met at Shambhala, and I'm really excited to have him here talking with us tonight. Well, Marty, Marty, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. I've been, it's the festival's evolved into everything that we could have ever imagined. And I have to say, you know, as an artist, there's just nothing better to be able to share your art in a environment where people love it and nurture it. And there's a element of spontaneity and then other artists can network with other artists. It's, again, it's been a growing community and family and I, you know, it's funny because when you kind of surrender to your art and what you love to do, you trust that there's always going to be the next possible gig or venue. And for me, I've traveled a large part of Western Canada doing gigs, and then I live in Selmo, and I never would have expected to see one of the world's best festivals turn up in my backyard and it turns out to be the closest gig that I do so you know it's like 10 clicks away and I come and we've been here right from the beginning uh, we brought our kids here and they were selling special cookies to the hippie kids when we were I was playing with bands and watching the DJs and it was almost like seeing the whole evolution of electronic music and DJ music along with the live music so I mean I'm just honored and very grateful to be able to come and share my art here so no doubt like that's been you've been here since the beginning uh tell me about your music career and how you wound up here at Shambhala well you know surprisingly enough I've I've been dedicated to my music and being a musician from very long it was like almost knew right off the bat that I was going to be a musician I started off as a drummer and somehow morphed into flute and sax which are my main instruments now and uh, you know I mean again it's always you're looking for the next gig where can I play and uh, I've been playing in Western Canada let's say like uh, pubs like uh, Rosen Crown Pub uh, in Banff and I think I told you uh, 32 years there and we've been here every year this is the 21st Shambhala I've been at so you know I've watched it from a small seed grown to a big beautiful fruit tree today I got to play with two other horn players with Adam shake and it was just just such magic such spontaneous magic and things that might never happen again but that happened and everyone that was there experienced the beauty of that moment and so no doubt I heard a rumor that you open the festival every year have you always opened the festival or is that kind of a new well, thing no it's a newer thing and I appreciate that time slot because I'm a early morning person as well as a night owl but I I feel like it's just a nice gesture on you know on the the different uh, stage managers that kind of know where my niche is and and I kind of feel like I like to gently massage people's ears and then maybe get off into more beats and stuff like that but I you know start off mellow usually is a nice way to wake people up and get them back into the next 
stage of whatever stages they're going to go to. <laughs> Definitely. Now, 21 years is a long time for anything, yeah. let alone Shambhala growing into, you know, one of the biggest, most epic and well-renowned music festivals on earth. Uh-huh. Let me know some of the changes that you've seen over the years and what how it's evolved and how, what the kind of growth that you've seen in the time that you've been here. Well, obviously, you know, when it was at the beginning, it was uh, just a farm-friendly family and, you know, a couple bands, DJs all night, and then it just kept growing. Obviously, when it gets to this stage, there's going to be a, what I would say, a certain corporate element that has to manage the different, you know, logistics of just keeping it, uh, you know, uh, safe and creative festival and you know uh, so obviously I've seen it go through those changes but I think the integrity of this uh, genuinely caring for others and a genuine feeling of kindness is a, is a grace and etiquette and if there's anything that I could even say about you know as much as it has changed but it's always kept that integrity and also the, the piece of land is just a, such a powerful, beautiful, natural place for the kids to come and reconnect with nature and be around people that love nature and, you know, and obviously learn to love themselves and others better, you know, in a better way, you know? Yeah, well, like what we mentioned, we were talking about last night, one of my favorite parts about Shambhala is the uh, alcohol-free policy that they have here. And basically what Shambhala does is it treats alcohol like the drug that it is, and you know, they're not going to provide it to you, not let you bring it in. I mean, if you sneak it in, fine, whatever, but they're not going to let you have it. And the, the thing that's so interesting about that, I mean, you go to anything. Everything you go to is ubiquitously al- alcoholic, like mm-hmm. from sporting events mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. TV, sports, whatever. Yeah. And to yeah. come to a place where it's not the prevalent drug is so shocking Absolutely. to see how much people can just have compassion and care for each oh other. And yeah, and it's a very, you know, very good point. And I think in a lot of ways, I think the veil of alcohol has been lifted and sure it has its place and sure just like any drugs must be used with the highest respect and kind of what I would say it's not the focus and I don't even think the drugs are actually the focus at this festival I think there's an element of just remembering that life is such a precious thing to celebrate and and often you know I mean you can talk to people that don't do any drugs or booze or anything and they just get the contact high because they feel that there's a genuine love here and I think all those other things are just ways of kind of breaking through the inhibitions that we've grown up with a society that's given us false propaganda about the whole right across the board of, of, of all drugs, right? And I'm not promoting any one particular drug or putting down any other ones, or, but I'm saying that obviously if people care for each other, they're always going to be an element of balance and an element of groundedness, you know? And I'm, but I, I think that's a good point you're making is that, you know, because it wasn't alcohol focused, 
there wasn't the gas being put on the fire and there was a different fire of creativity that just raised up the vibration higher I think because alcohol I think you only get so far and then it turns into something else right and that's why you know subtly or whatever I, and I again I would recommend it's all about homeopathic and balance and 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 again I've been here many times not on any drugs or booze and just feeling this beautiful feeling and I I can only say you know we put it into the words as being love or kindness but there's this kind of humanity that's bonding and I'm grateful to be part of it for sure now you're obviously an old-school musician uh, back in the day there was uh, just the rock pit and the beach stage. Shavala was never, uh, not originally an electronic music festival. It was uh, a, a, just a music festival that became yeah. an electronic music yeah, festival. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how the transition happened and uh, what happened well, for the beginning, like how that went down? I could say a little bit. And you know, again, for me, I'm, I'm in continuous amazement of the way it's all happened and I I can't even put it into words because half the time I pinch myself just to believe that it happened but at the same time I think the original intention was just to celebrate music and dance and creativity and then all the mediums were represented in there but there was this new wave of electronic and DJs that really had an artistic ability of creating you know soundscapes and and environments that maybe bands couldn't create but I've always enjoyed because I'm a musician myself the live music aspect and also some of the bands I've seen here which have just been really awesome because I think when you talk about a synergetic energy or synergy that happens between the audience and and musicians everyone is so opened up here that that synergy is on a really high level so you just get performances that you'd probably never experience anywhere else and well like we were kind of chatting about I mean music festivals at their nature are a very human thing and it's something that's been going on you know since time immemorial uh, Shambhala is just the newest iteration of that with the craziest technology and I think the electronic music is is becoming that because it's just a new era of technology and, and ways yeah, to yeah. produce music and yeah. ways to create sound because really a speaker is just like a drum you yeah. know it oh, just absolutely. just can go a lot faster yeah oh absolutely and I mean I mean, that's really cool when you, you know, say that. I often think about, again, like some of the first sound systems. And I'll give you an inside story because it was just like one of those things. I remember when the living room was like a postage side, postage stamp size of the stage it is now, right? And one of the things that happened, they didn't have proper power, so they blew out their board. So they phoned me up and I had this little Mackie 12-channel board and I brought it out. But, you know from that kind of sound system to the sound systems you have now it's just like you know it's unbelievable you know but you kind of realize that technology has also played a great role in the a role in the evolution of the festival and that is why i feel it's so important to stress the creative aspects of technology and sure enough we have enough destructive applications to technology but this is a great example of how technology can be used in a creative way again to 
bring a message to people and most of the message I get is just this, of this kind of all right you know life is so precious so special we have to celebrate it and never take anything for granted you know and I know in a lot of ways we're in a society where it seems like you know we got we're working all the time to pay the bills to pay the rent and then maybe once in a year people just can come and celebrate life and remind themselves oh well you know life is something to celebrate as well too it's not just all about working and paying the bills and the mortgage and all these things that you know I'm sure we all approach in our own special way but this event I think really is so powerful that it, I'm sure a lot of people never party like this until the next year again, right? <laughs> it's like, no doubt. Well, that's the thing with Shambhala for me. It's just a place that reminds you of the humanity, the creativity, and the love people have for each other. I mean, Shambhala is even the Sanskrit word for heaven on earth. Yeah. And uh, I can't really describe, I couldn't think of a better word to describe yeah. this festival yeah. and the people that come through it and the kind yeah. of, uh, you know, experiences that you have as a result. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, again, back to the point, there's, we're all perfectly imperfect, but I think that it brings a, it inspires the artists in all of us to deal with life in a creative way and to try to even solve our challenges in a creative way, right? And, and you know, there'll be people that will have all kinds of experiences here. And I've, you know, even getting in today, I just couldn't, you know, add a little bit of difficulty. But that, you know, you just kind of, okay, that's, you know, it's, it's a big festival. There's many levels of everything going on. But I really get a sincere feeling that there's this caring and that there's this not only uh, a conscious caring but it's a preventative caring it's like all right we want to make sure everybody has a safe good time here and they've put so many things in place you know for that reason and and we're in a microcosm of the macrocosm so all of the issues of society are going to be condensed down in here in some ways but at the same time it seems like more than anything else the positive aspects of humanity are expressed here and it's like a real emphasis on creativity and self-expression and whatever you know, I often say you know wow you know the goddess has a great imagination you know she's just unlimited in her expressions of of, of reality right and, and yeah, no doubt. Uh, as you're just touching on, Shambhala is obviously a very safety conscious place. They're very groundbreaking with all their drug testing technology. Uh -huh. They make sure everyone, you know, whatever you're gonna do, you want to be have, having fun and being safe. Has Shambhala always been like safety focused, or is that something that kind of came on a little bit later as a result of growth, or uh, how'd that go? Good question. I would say there's always been a genuine family. If you come onto the farm, you're part of the family and we want to look out for everybody, right? And, and I've always felt that. So I think the bigger it got, the different issues came up. And I think there was an interesting thing because they were trying to not at all, you know, basically emphasize alcohol or anything. So it just brought other elements in. But th those were also representative of what's going on in society so it just might seem like you know you could say oh it's a drug fest and all that stuff but actually no it's just what's actually happening in society but now there's a, a focus on of that but again it's like i've heard so often 
you know, these are our kids. These are my kids. I'm, you know, I'm a big bro looking out for every one of these kids out here. I, I you know, I want them to have a good time and go home and feel that they ha were well looked after. Or somebody was always there for them, you know. And I think that generally has been brought through the whole, the whole, uh, you know, Whole Shambhala. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, one thing I love about Sham is like, you know, we outside in the real world, we're kind of living this culture of fear and close offedness where everyone's afraid of each other and doesn't want to talk and isn't open. Shambhala is the most open place I think I've ever been in my life where you can just kind of talk to anybody and everyone's happy to see you. Everyone wants to give you a hug and everyone wants to hear about you and happy that you're there. Yeah, well, absolutely. I've. It's. Also, I think we touched on there's the little miracles and the synchronicities that happen. So I did a set and the day before I ran into the trumpet player that I was going to be playing with and we just hit it off like we knew each other forever and then all of a sudden today the next day was the first time I ever played with him and it was just like this these horn lines from heaven right like as, as a horn player you, when you get to play with other guys that you just sync up right but uh, this was even the day before I met him you know so there's all these meetings and what people would call coincidences though I like synchronicity better because it's like you just you're meant to meet this person and this thing happened or you know I I I too I had lost something here at this big festival and at the end of the festival somebody returns this like ten years of recordings of my backing tracks that I use for my sets right and I just got it back out of you know a really magical caring person that oh this is yours you know and it's oh wow that's so cool i would have been really sad if i lost that right <laughs> you said you played a set with adam shake uh, earlier today uh, -huh. uh have you become a lot of like tight friends with a lot of the artists coming through here or guys that maybe don't come anymore or guys that you like to play with every year well i would say adam is one of the top uh artists that I've played with over the years and we've been in a number of different projects Dream Tree project as well with a sitar player and, and tabla player. I've made some wonderful connections and actually I just realized somebody invited me to play for another set there in the living room but uh, it's all good there's nothing higher for an artist to do than share the art that plays through me with people that love art and, and, and then we all disappear and go into a beautiful moment of, of joy of that again it's so fleeting but you kind of realize after it's okay well it wasn't just me I know there's a collective consciousness thing happening here and we all were just whatever inspired to, to, to be more expressive or in whatever way we all do it right and, no doubt. Uh, Marty, it's, I can't tell you how awesome it was to meet you and to hear your stories. Like, you've seen so much that I can't even imagine. Yeah, and oh, absolutely. It's hard to put it all. And I mean, I could tell you numerous stories. Maybe we'll have to continue the interview on another time. But with that being said, I mean, I've always told everybody that asked me that's never been to Shambhala. And I think we touched on this yesterday, too. I said, well, I've never been to the Mardi Gras. But there seems to be, as you said, uh, ancient 
humanitarian rite of passage where a bunch of people get together and celebrate and get out of their box and get out of their normal way of being just to express something that they haven't been able to express before. So, you know, I think this is our Mardi Gras here. And I've never been to the Mardi Gras. I'd like to check it out someday. But again, there's been celebrations like this going on time immemorial you know and so here we are continuing that and I don't think it will ever stop because it seems to be a natural tendency for humanity and what I would say even a truer expression of what humanity is about because this is so you know harmonious I just think the amount of people here the amount of all the things that you know are going on and yet the 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 small percentage of anything that might go wrong right or that you know it's just it's it's hard you can't believe that equation how well it works right shabla i guess much more than the sum of its parts absolutely yeah yeah marty it's been a pleasure chatting with you tonight man it's so good to see you uh from G Radio, this has been Jeff, man. We're here at Shambhala in the Treehouse Lounge. I've been chatting with Marty Carter. Marty, thanks so much, man. Have a good night, everybody. Peace. Bro, thanks, bro. Love to everyone out there and keep on being your creative self. Well, that was Marty Carter, the OSG at Shambhala. Peace out, everybody. <laughs> right on, bro. I'm glad.